we are officially recording. All right. Nate, kick it off for us, bro. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, guys. So this is, I'm Nathaniel. We have Eric here today, and we have a special guest with us, Candice Johnson. She's a really old friend of mine. Uh, she's a filmmaker, a cinematographer, video colorist. Uh, just to add to a little bit, a couple of stuff of her resume. Um, hey, so Candice, introduce yourself and just, you know, tell the people a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, hi, everyone. As he said, uh, we go way back <laughs> from like, high school. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. How, so, was, how was Nate in high school? Was he a little crazy? I, I wouldn't say crazy. I mean, uh, Nate and I, we were in different grades. So mm-hmm. I don't have the in-class experience. I okay. Have, okay. You know, experience. But we've always been cool, especially like uh, we were both uh, student athletes. So, you nice. know, after school, we would see each other getting ready for practice, sometimes during practice, because he played football, and uh, I would run track, and we used to run around the football field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used to date one of the track runners, so I would, yeah. okay, okay, I see, I remember, it's all coming back now. Yeah. It's coming back now. <laughs> <laughs> the old days. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know, do you want me to start with, like, how I got into it or yeah how'd you get into like cinematography like what made you like go down that road like how'd you switch from because I remember you were in photography at first and then you went into cinematography like what made you make that switch over all right so I guess I gotta start from the beginning so we went to to high school for medical professions Mm -hmm. so like a lot of girls who were in that school, we thought we were going to be doctors, nurses. Personally, I thought I was going to be a pediatrician. And uh, that, it didn't it didn't work. But ever since I was younger, <laughs> I always used to watch like a, a lot of movies. Like I have a huge movie collection here. Oh gosh, we could go, I could go all day about movies. Bro. What's your favorite movie? It's so hard to choose. I got like a top five right now, but like <laughs> fluctuate i don't have a favorite i need my number one i know my there's gonna be one movie that's gonna forever be in my top five throughout all time and that's pulp fiction nobody can't tell me about that yeah pulp fiction is a classic me because of the type of movies i like one of the movies that'll never leave my top five is uh dark knight the the batman movie right yeah it'll never never i mean heath ledger gives one of the best performances yeah Yeah, Dark Knight was awesome, bro. That was a uh, yeah. I'm just like having flashbacks of certain scenes in my head right now. And that movie was that movie was legit. Right. It was like, like when you thought it was over. No, it's not over yet. <laughs> so like you wouldn't think Batman would be like a one of the best movies of all time because it's Batman. It's like it's a it's everyone knows the story. There's not much to it, but then he comes out and Heath Ledger gives a crazy performance, and it's just right. so well done. Uh, and it's not like this is the first Batman trilogy. Like yeah. Batman, those things they redo every few years. For sure. I mean, at least once a decade. So absolutely. Things that you never thought you'd get a performance like that in the uh, in a movie that you've kind of exactly. seen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when I was younger, I used to watch um, DVDs and videos, and I wait to the end, or I'll always watch the special features. It was a thing. Huh. Like, I watched the movie, and right after I watched the special features. That's really funny. 
Yeah, right? And I was just like, I've been doing that growing up. Nobody prompted me to do that. I was um, just grew up doing that. And then um, a couple years ago, I started vlogging. So I went, I had taken a, like three trips in one summer. And somebody suggested, a good friend of mine, Leah, suggested that I start travel vlogging. So I bought a GoPro, did the whole thing. Actually ended up, that's the year I went skydiving. And I got like a video of that. Yeah, and like it was a whole thing. So I, uh, from there I got into editing and, you know, playing with music and the audio and that sort of thing and just learning how to do YouTube because um, I have a channel. So learning how to do YouTube, I got into like making videos and the pace of it and what, shooting certain things a certain way makes a certain effect so like you'd be surprised on what goes into making a movie so like um just the way you shoot something the way you cut something up and edit it it'll portray something specific to the audience mm-hmm. that it would like if i took the same footage and chopped it up a different way you'd view it completely differently mm-hmm. yeah like it's it's so cool i find it so cool you just change people's perception uh-huh. I know angles will also kind of like give off a different um mm-hmm. a different feeling to the audience. Like there's there's different names for all sorts of um angled shots and whatnot. I took a class in high school and like vaguely remember it. Yeah, so it's angles, it's the way you cut it up, it's uh where how you like do the composition of the camera, like where you put a person mm-hmm. as the camera. Like if I was to be on this side of the screen it gives the portrayance that there's something over here that mm-hmm. uh, or like a person over here that we're going to cut to you know what i mean yeah. like just like that sort of thing i always found it interesting and i didn't know why or even have like i didn't even know the language to know that i was to get the specifics and know exactly what i was interested in so i kind of you know i went the practical choice and <laughs> i went into medicine <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that's how I got into video. I did photography first and I found out that that was more of a hobby because all the while I was doing photography or even when I was taking like a class or two, I was, I would always be thinking like, huh, I wonder what the, what the motion picture students are doing right now. Or yeah. I'll be thinking like, I'd rather be editing a video than taking a picture. picture. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I figured out that that was like more of a hobby and, Filmmaking, and cinematography, and even colors, really what I want to do. Because colors. What is, the, what is the the specifics in like video colorism, colorist? Like, what does that really pertain to? So it goes into everything, like literally everything. Like, um, huh. when you take a video, I don't know if you guys ever used a DSLR before, like a um, one of the big like heavy duty cameras. No idea what a DSLR is. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a digital camera. Um, okay like a Sony or a Canon, like, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like one of the, one of the interchangeable. Yeah, this one. Yeah, see, it's like that. Exactly like that. So okay. when you film with that, it films kind of flat. And the colors brings the color back to realistic or beyond. So, you know, have you ever seen a, let me think, uh, John Wick? Yeah. That movie's crazy. <laughs> have you seen the third one? Yes. Okay. Right. See how they have all the lights and stuff in the back, 
and like how they go really hard with like um the lighting and how like the reds and the blues and mm-hmm. all of that like a color like um the cinematographer will have the gaffers which are the light people set that up and the and the um the colorist would bring those colors to light so they'll um set the shadows and everything how you want them to be set and then they'll come back and make the colors pop and then go back and make the skin pop so it's everything like if I was to, um, if I wanted it to be really dramatic and I wanted like a shadow right here, but it was like shallow, like it was shallow, mm-hmm. a colorist could make it darker so you can't even see that side of my face if that's what the yeah. symbols want. So it just sets the mood for what you're looking for. And vice versa, um, music videos. Like uh, music videos some of them if they're in a tropical place or they could not even be in a tropical place but the colors can make it look like in like Miami. yeah like just make it really poppy make the greens pop everything look like it's sunny and great and really we're just in Coney Island but it looks like you know California and Santa Monica or something like that just based on like the color of the sky so um yeah like it just sets the mood and gets it's another layer of getting a perception to the audience, I would say. And how long do you think it would take for somebody to, like, let's say, master a skill like that, to, like, play with the colors in videotography? Um, I took a course, and I learned it in, like, seven weeks. But to get, like, like a, like a couple years, maybe, to get, like, to the point where you're doing... It really depends on how often you're doing it and how... Yeah, much and, like, and the individual... You know, yeah, like some people might take longer than others. Right, it's really individual based. Um, like I said, I took a course and I went from like basic color grading in my uh, music videos and social media and uh, <laughs> blogs to like, so I can do like I can mimic movies, like mimic hmm. movie colors. That's pretty cool. Yeah, in like a music video, or something like that. Like a music video I'm editing now, I'm uh, mimicking the Book of Eli, like that kind of look like you can you can do a lot you can, there's a lot of playroom there's a lot of playroom room to play you can make anything kind of look like any other whatever you've seen just to get that point across like that feeling is there a particular platform you use to edit these videos i've so when we record this podcast mm-hmm. i use imovie <laughs> to chop it up and and put it together uh, yeah. And I feel like that might be a very basic platform. Um, I There's nothing wrong with iMovie. It's no? free. Oh. I started with iMovie. Okay. Uh, it is pretty base. It's pretty simple. Like, it's easy to use. That's why I'm like, there's nothing wrong with it. If mm-hmm. that's what you like, then that's what you can keep. I used them. Um, I worked my way up. So I used uh, a, um, iMovie. Then I moved up to DaVinci Resolve, the mm-hmm. free version. And then... Um, I was using Premiere for my videos, but once I got really into color correcting and color grading, I went back to DaVinci Resolve. So I like chop my music, my movies up, I mean, my videos up and do the audio all in Adobe. And then I just import it into DaVinci so I can just do the color there. But eventually I'm going to go all the way back to DaVinci because I paid for the full version. So gotcha. Yeah. yeah and yeah. long time payment, Adobe is like a monthly thing. So yeah. Yeah, I was I was I was I was dealing with Adobe for two seconds when I was like playing with pictures. Like I used to, I play with like uh, like natural pictures. Like I take pictures yeah. of, like flowers and like uh, landscapes and things of that nature. Nice, and nice. I feel like I need to play with a little bit more, but I stopped. 
I don't really be having time to really go out there and just look for flowers, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's all I would say is um, I started with iMovie. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to get like more technical or more into it, I'm not sure too much about the price, but it's not free. <laughs> I think it's uh it's cheaper on you to do on your phone if you edit on your phone. If you're using your computer, then you have to make the video. Earlier, you said that you went to, uh, you went to a medical high school. Yeah. Um, what did your parents push you to go to that particular high school? You know, I don't even remember. It's like at some point I was young and I was wanted to draw cars for a living and, the, and oh. design cars and then out of nowhere I, like I wanted to be a pediatrician like I don't know where the switch came from <laughs> but it happened and it was like drastic <laughs> and I went in that uh direction and I just didn't stop until I graduated college uh because I went to college for uh, occupational therapy Mm-hmm. Um, and then I switched over to psychology with a minor in health science because I figured out that that's not the therapy that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I minored in health science so I could get into sports med. And that's why I ended up doing athletic training, sports medicine. And then around grad school, I, I left grad school. Like something happened and I just... Like, wow. Yeah. That's a major switch. Did you Did you get any... Uh, pressure from your parents to make any particular decision about your future um no because i've always been the type of person to have a plan before i make a decision so i think they didn't give me too much pushback because i just kind of had it somewhat like it was a sketchy outline but it was something (laughs) better than like yeah i can't do this anymore you know what i mean like Not just a breaking point of I'm done with this. I'm I need to find something else. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm out. Right. I had like a sketchy like something that was gonna hold me over. It's like okay, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't it. But I uh, got I'm working on this and this and this, and I felt like they felt comfortable enough to trust me with mm-hmm. you know that sketchy outline to figure yeah. it out. Right after I left school, I didn't even get right into it. So the funny thing about school is I actually got kicked out of grad school because I didn't get an 80 on a test. Wow. Yeah, it was it was rough, man. Was <laughs> what? What grad school did you go to? Oh, I went to this grad school. I went to Jefferson uh, in in Philadelphia. So, oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, I don't – it was – that test was brutal, man. It was 200 multiple choice questions on a computer. And then it was two hands-on sections that they barely prepped us for. What uh, what, what was the uh, test on? What was it about? Uh, it was sports medicine stuff. Injury, uh, terminology, physiology, like okay. everything in the first year. Like emergency care, just like everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, two hundred multiple choice questions, and they took questions from every class we had. Like every class we had, they sampled questions and kind of mixed it all up. Mm-hmm. Like that's aggressive. Yeah. So it was, and then it was. Um, each section was pass or fail, but you had to get an eighty to get a pass. Okay. That's a high pass. Right. So. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't get. I got like a seventy something, and like it was like a high seventy. I think it was like a seventy six. Oh, missed it. <laughs> hey, that, that's the universe right there talking to you. Like, listen. Right. Just... So, so the first time I was sick, and then um, I took it anyway. I just muscled through and took it anyway, and got like a seventy something. I was like, all right, you know, I was sick, and then I took it. I studied my ass off and took it again, and I still got it. Like, I got a, a couple points higher, but it was still in the seventies. And I was like, yo, that's the universe type Yeah, bro. Your heart's not in it then. More than once? <laughs> yeah, if your heart's not in it, then you got to go with your you after you, you really want to be passionate about. Something was off. So after that, um, I ended up just transferring because it's not like my grades were bad. Mm-hmm. Even when I transferred, because then I didn't think that this just isn't it. I thought that this school just isn't it. Huh. I didn't have any conduct issues. Everything else, we weren't a, we weren't allowed to get a B, like more than one B minus or something like that. So my grades were good. It was just that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I transferred over to a different school. I did online school, and I got like uh, I started working at UPS for a little bit. And dude, I was miserable. <laughs> Wait, where were you working? UPS. Yes. Got In like the warehouse, I was. Like, I like my coworkers, but the job, it's very taxing. And I worked, <laughs> I worked the overnight because I had a car. And mm-hmm. it was just, I mean, it paid decent. It paid pretty well, actually. But it was. Not all there is to motivation. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't it. Like, I remember, I, like, I almost cried on the job. I was like, after that, I was like, I got to get out of here. This Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you cry on the job, bro. If you cry while you clocked in, you got to get out of there, bro. It's mental. It's that mental world cracking down, bro. After that, I had been vlogging by then. By the time I got to that point, I had been vlogging, and I just, like, I went all in on YouTube for a little bit, and um, I started a real estate business with my, one of my best friends from undergrad. So I was doing that, and um, we got a deal. So I had some, some cushion, mm-hmm. and... I just, you know, invested in a camera because I was vlogging on my phone, which is something a lot of people like, kind of hold off on. But no, you can vlog with your phone. The camera's pretty good, especially now. Right. Mm-hmm. I was vlogging on my phone for a while and just editing on my computer. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, I took the, the money from the real estate deal and uh, got, a, got a camera. And it's been done deal ever since. Like I said, I went into photography, figured out, all right, this is just a hobby. And then I uh, went back to school for, because I was making money off of freelance, but I wanted to go to the next level. You know what I mean? Like, it was pretty pretty okay. You know, I'll get some gigs here and there, you know, making making a network, all of that. But I was like, no, I really need to, there's a step up here. Mm -hmm. And, Something that's uh, between me now and there's something in between to get me to like Hollywood or get me to like the point where I'm like Tyler Perry status and I could do whatever the hell I want when I want to do it. You know what I mean? Is that the goal to get into to to work for movies and make movies? Do you want to ever like start your own like uh, like production company? I actually own it. So Views of Gold is a LLC. So. I own two businesses. I have the real estate. I have that. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, 
So uh, the goal is to grow it and to, you know, be a, a big, big studio where I, um, I get hired to make movies and, you know, outsource a crew and that sort of thing. I actually have uh, two really good friends of mine, another friend from high school, and uh, his name is Kieran. Uh, and um, my friend Corey, we actually like a team right now. They have their own LLCs and we just like partner with each other to do projects right now. So the real estate business—that's that's, uh, that's all you know. Um, it's wholesaling right now. My partner and I are looking to get our first rental by the end of the year. That's uh, that's the goal right now. We get our first like a uh, two-family home by the end of that's the year. That's pretty cool. Um, wholesaling right now. Yeah, I dibble and dabble in the wholesale world. Yeah, I gotta. Um, it is where it's at, bro. It is where it's at. It's you get a nice little chunk of change with no money down, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most you have to do is um, you might have to put put up like a very small down payment just to have something on paper. Mm-hmm. I always like get it back. Like, you definitely get it right back in tenfold. Wow. You really just to like get the contract signed. It's like when you get a lawyer and the lawyer's like, all right, and you know the lawyer really well and they're like, all right, give me a dollar. <laughs> and they're like, all right, now I'm your lawyer because you paid me, you officially paid me. Like that. Okay. I was about to ask you like, how much does it cost to like really get yourself a lawyer? Because I know that um, New York is a, is a lawyer state instead of the, uh, the other states that where you don't really need a lawyer. You just need a, um, what do you call those? Like, um, a proprietor yeah there's the proprietor states and then there's the lawyer states and then uh like i know i never really checked in to see how much it would cost to get a lawyer to close out those contracts so like well, you don't really okay so to close out a deal you don't you need a um i can't think what any name is i'm gonna have to look it up and send it to you. <laughs> oh, but um it's just people who title company. There we go. So you, you need a title company. You don't need a specific lawyer per se. But you need a title company, that sort of thing, and they'll close the deal for you as long as the money's there. It's, everybody's, you know, everybody's signed, um, and the person who's selling in the, New York, you in New York, they'll let you use title well, company. There are title companies in New York. When I started my business, we do business in Philadelphia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We do business in Philly um, because it's an up-and-coming city. A lot of stuff is being rebuilt, fixed, that sort of thing. Um, and that's where I was when I started it, so that's where we were doing business. So, um, yeah, so title company. But there are title companies here. I would assume that they are lawyers because of, you know, what you're saying the law is. Mm-hmm. In a specific state, just um, look up what the law is and, or just talk to, you know, you're walking by a real estate place or anything or Google title companies in your city and go talk to somebody. You know what I mean? How do you find time to manage all these different things? It's very, it takes time. It takes a lot of blundering. Um, so right now, I, like I said, I'm trying to bridge the gap between where I am and like Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I'm a student as well right now. So I'm a motion picture student. So I kind of just have to block time. Gotcha. 
Yeah, I have to block my time. So if and sometimes things overlap. Like last week, I was in class on Zoom while I was on set for a movie we're making right now. We're doing uh, like film, and I was literally on Zoom with my mic on mute, like saying, "No, I think you know, saying suggestions and things like that." And you know, sometimes things overlap, and it just has to be that be like that because it, it's. I really think with things like that, it's no different than me being on Zoom, but. You know, I work somewhere and I don't know, I, I saw this on Twitter where she was on a Zoom class and she was at work because her shift just so happened to get changed to when she had class. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's no different than that, just the, the jobs are different. So sometimes things are going to overlap and you just have to figure out how to manage that. Do you pick one over the other or do you just figure out how to do both? So I find blocking time to be very helpful. So I'm currently trying to figure out how to do that because my schedule changes a lot. So I can't always block the time bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. I have to basically block it as I go, which is sometimes very stressful. Or like, because uh, then you you also have to make time for yourself and like your self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, right. So, you know, every morning when I wake up, the first thing I do, I do like, the same three things i meditate i do a sudoku puzzle and if i'm behind on my shows i'll watch a little anime and that's how i start my morning wow. <laughs> and everything else comes after that that's really funny sudoku is incredible is an incredibly specific way to to, to start your morning right it's, it's problem solving and it's yeah. like that's cool yeah it's like a get your mind working and then um what I also do is I, I bought this little thing called a five minute journal. So it's, it's basically something where you just write like what you're grateful for today. And, uh, what would make today great and write a daily affirmation. And at the top of the page, it has a, at the top of every page has a quote, a different quote. That's pretty and, awesome. Yeah. And um, sometimes it'll give you a weekly challenge. Like I think my weekly challenge for this week was to not eat and watch TV to like just be present and enjoy my meal instead of trying to do something else while I'm doing that. And then oh. uh, the week before was to uh, kind of lay off so- social media for a while. So I, when I used to work at UPS, um, I would put like t- like blocks on my phone, like timers. So like uh, your phone does this thing where you can tell your phone how long you want to be spending on each app and then it'll just kind of like turn the app off. Wow. So, yeah. And like, you can go and you can reopen it, but it's like an extra step where you're like, do I really want, you know what I mean? Like it makes you think about it. Like, do I really want to look at my social media right now or should I just stay focused into this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel, I feel that's the struggle for me too. Right? Like, that option. You can think about it. Right. It gives you the option as opposed to you just clicking it's open now. And it's like, well, I yeah. just got the power to pull myself out. Like, yeah, you know I mean, because scrolling can go for hours. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. As of now, like, what do you, what would you say is like one of your biggest like obstacles that you feel like you have to get over, like right now being at the stage that you're at? Time management. Because I'm trying to do multiple things at a time. And, uh, Thankfully, I went to the high school I went to. They drilled time management into you early. They be on you, bro. Yeah, they be on you about the time management. So 
uh, I've always, always been pretty, pretty good with uh, figuring it out. Time management, definitely uh, discipline, just something I had to like really teach myself is self-discipline in the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, that would be it. And uh, just finding your clientele, if that makes sense. So to explain that, everybody has something they want to do, right? But a lot of people don't see the value in our work, our being the photographer, the videographer, the cinematographer, all the colorist, all of that, right? So a lot of people try to, like, underbid <clears throat> Or uh, just not pay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pay you in exposure. When it's like, dude, we know the same people. What, do you, what exactly are you exposing me to? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the same borough. I've probably met more people in traveling than you have. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not, you know, there's nothing wrong with not being able to travel and not wanting to travel. But yeah. you can't pay me in people that may or may not want my services, especially if you're telling me that I'm charging too much, they're gonna tell me the same thing. You know I mean, so it, it's kind of it's kind of taboo. You have to find that pocket of people that are willing to pay you what you're worth. That's it, and just sticking to that. Like that's really one thing that I would say is something that's difficult right now because sometimes you have to say no to jobs because it's like, listen, like, that's just too low. Or it's like, listen, like it's not worth my time. Yeah, it's not worth my time. Like I have a lot going on and you want me to stop what I'm doing that I did it for myself, to, you know, to have content, to do something for you just because you want to pay me, but you don't really want to pay me because, you know, I don't understand. I just don't understand how people budget there for something and they don't add in the person who's supposed to be capturing it into that mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Thousands of dollars on that outfit, but only want to pay me like a hundred dollars. Like that's not even my backwards. Yeah. You know I mean, like it's just like crazy backwards. You want to spend all this money on all this other stuff, but like I need to get paid too. And you know, exp- how much do how much do you and your, your, your crew usually cost people to do some video work or charge people to do some video work? Uh, we have everything, everything is tailored to the project, but editing is always the same. So if you want, uh, editing usually starts at, if it's a commercial or whatever, um, it's for a video, it's 200. And then uh, for a music video, it's 300. Cause music video is way more complex. complex than, yeah. Like to edit than people think it is because... I have to do all this, I have to add in all this ambient noise and then I have to cut it up really quickly so that you don't lose interest in the video. And um, and then we do by the hour after that. So we give you like, okay, for this amount of hours, it's this price. So I would say, so a music video, a base price would be 500, right? And you get, that's a couple hours of shooting, a few hours of shooting and you're editing. Now, if you want to go like, editing. Right. So if you go like five different locations, obviously that's going to cost you more because I have to go with you. I have to figure out how I'm going to get my equipment in there, which all comes out of their pocket. Like that doesn't come out of my money. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what people don't understand. Like I'm not going to pay to get my stuff across town for your project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can stay home and have all my money. So 
like that's gonna come out of your budget you know what i mean my travel for your project comes out of your budget and people don't understand that they like i paid you this amount and it's like yeah but i still need to you want to do this in miami i'm not paying for that plane ticket <laughs> you know what i mean like that's not coming out of my pocket and i need a place to stay who's paying for that like a lot of people they they have this perception in their minds and it's like it needs to be debunked because it's not accurate when you climb the ladder you like people really get to see how the rules are not what they thought they were like i'm not gonna by any means think i'm like a michael bay right now but michael bay also costs six figures to hire like you know what i mean like this is not a cheap industry what you want is not cheap and if you don't want it you it just comes down to how much do you want it how much do you want to invest in what you want i know what i'm worth and the person who's doing it for free probably just started and it's not going to be the same you know what i mean so it just comes down to they can see your guns on that because like I said, you really want to do something or, you know, do something for someone or cut somebody a deal, but then you get, people get used to that deal. And it's like, when your prices go up, there's an issue. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I updated my equipment. Do you know how much my camera costs? I've perfected my craft. I've, I've improved my craft. Yeah. I improved my cat, my craft. Like some of these lenses cost more than the camera itself. Right. 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 That's why I was like, I'm going to just stick with my kit lens and keep it like how it is. Cause. Right. I, I have um, I have a vintage lens. I have a 55 millimeter and I have my kit lens. I'm looking to update my camera. Like my camera and, and the new lens that I'm looking at is literally going to cost me like five stacks, like $5,000. Yeah, that's and a lot. <laughs> you're going to turn around and try to pay me $100 to do a video with this camera? No, it's yeah. not. I, I can't. It doesn't work that way now. Nah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I gotta buy this camera back. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying I have to get a return on my investment. So, so like, what are some of the overheads that people have to consider when they're getting into like any type of like photography or like video work? Um, like uh, how much money they have to put up? Yeah, like what? Like what? Like what are some of the costs they're, they're gonna have to run into? Uh, a camera. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you don't need the most expensive camera. I'm going to tell you that now. You do not need the most expensive camera. You don't need the newest thing. You just need something that takes beautiful, amazing pictures. And you need somewhere to edit them. So that's first, right? Um, you can do shoots outside or, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. You don't need your own studio. It's cost effective, but then, again, you have to put a lot of money up, up front. To get the studio equipment because you need lights, you need backdrops, and then people want specific backdrops. They want themes. They want, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's a, uh, I would say the camera and the editing, uh, wherever you're going to edit, is probably your main priority if you want to get into that. Uh, there's been movies that are shot on a cell phone. So, yeah. like, People make it work. Cause if you, I feel like if you're talented and passionate, you make it happen. You can get anything done if you have the passion for it. You, can, yeah. you don't need the most expensive. Like I said, you just need a camera and a place to edit. And whatever camera you decide is the best camera for you. That's it. Whatever camera that fits your specific situation is the best camera for you. 
So uh, my first camera is the same camera I'm using now. Sony, it's not around me right now, but it's a Sony uh, A6400. I think they're up to eight sixty six. Huh? Sounds aggressive. <laughs> uh, I think they're up to A sixty six, and I'm looking to upgrade to a whole different category of Sony cameras. So. Oh, you trying to get? She trying to get fancy? Oh, I'm not trying to get like a red camera fancy, but you know, like a. What's a red camera? Red cameras like the big cameras you see, where they're like, uh, are you see on like movie sets? Uh huh. Holding it like this, like, you know what I mean? They're kind of, they're bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, mine is just like a little DSLR. Cute, whatever. It yeah, doesn't work not. incredibly well. I'm yeah. always shocked at how beautiful the picture is from those. Yeah. Uh, that's why I say you don't need the most expensive. And, I, like, I saw, um, so I follow this colorist, and he posted these uh, before and after pictures from another job that he did. <laughs> like the Sony Venice. Dude, you look that camera up, you can't even get a price. You have to call. Like, wow. That you can't even get a price for. So, like I said, you don't need the most expensive because that'll, that'll run you some, that'll run you some yeah. money. <laughs> and how do you go about finding clientele? Um, Instagram and word to mouth. So you have to be really good with your uh, customer service, like anything else. Mm -hmm. um, you really good about it. You say you're gonna have it to this this paying customer by a certain time, and you try to have it by all means at that time. You know what I mean? You, you be really communicative uh, to your clients and to everybody around you, and just be like, just be a good person. Mm -hmm. It always works. Yeah, a lot of business you get is gonna be working out. One of the reasons why I went to school is to get in the right rooms with the right people to, you know what I mean? Branch out. Like that's literally the only reason. Like. I'm, I'm, I don't even care about the degree at this point. I'm just here to. <laughs> well, degrees that, are becoming so so much less valuable as right. kind of understand that you can learn something uh, that you used to only be able to find out in school through YouTube or Google. Like there's so many platforms where you can self-teach. So, Like I said, I don't even really care about the degree. Uh, I don't even really care about this is bad and my mom would kill me, but I don't really care about getting the straight A's. Like, I, I'm here. To, you know what I mean? Like, obviously I'm going to do well because I've, I've always been taught to do well. Well, yeah, yeah. If I'm not doing well, that means my stuff sucks. And You're not going to go out there to fail, but... The, the, right. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not here to be top of my class either. I'm here to build the relationships and the foundation that I want, especially since I see myself moving to the coming years. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to... It's, it's part of the plan. Like, I don't want to just move out to Cali and then be, like, sitting and laying in my bed, like, okay, what now? Like, no, like, all right, I'm in Cali. I know a few people. Let's let's see what they're up to at the very least. You know what I mean? Like, go to some conventions, whatever, meet some people. Like, that's that's really why I went to school. Is to Working is so important these days. Like, oh, bro. It's, like how, uh, it's how you move up is, is networking. Right. So my school... Uh, a couple of people who graduated from that school have been have, have had Oscar nominees nomination. Wow! Right, like my school is like really uh, intertwined with like Disney and Marvel. Disney's everywhere and everything. And it yeah, and people don't know that. That's the thing. Like 
They own Pixar. They own Marvel. Like, people don't know that, but Disney owns all of that. So, like, my school is, like, pretty tight with Disney. So, like, now I have connections with all that stuff. Like, this one of my professors worked on Toy Story. What? That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Have you, been to any, have you been to any really cool sets like that? Yeah, I haven't been to any sets yet, but uh, especially since Corona's going on. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I'm in New York. How does that interfere with like, like you like uh, shooting videos and like you getting clients and people asking you questions and things of that nature? So what happened was basically the whole world shut down, right? And uh, I came home which was supposed to be for spring break. Cause I was in school last semester, but I was in school for photography mm-hmm. and I had just switched over during the break, during the summer break, the motion picture. I made the full-time commitment, but um, yeah, the world basically shut down. Everybody stopped filming, Every- stopped everything, right? Um, so what I did was I took the color correction class. Why? Because you can do that remotely. I don't even need to see you to yeah. for your picture for your video. video. So, you know, I just, uh, I went that route. I'm like, all right, well, everything's going remote. I have to do this remote and I actually like this. So I'm going to do that. And, you know, when you get really good and as you grow, it pays really well. So I'm going to do that. Um, and it adds to my business as a whole. Cause you know, it's another thing I can notch on. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the route I did because everything was slowing down and I just started shooting for myself. Like, I started doing personal projects and doing the color correction on that. Like, uh, we did a Ducati commercial for my, my friend. He had, uh, when one of the guys I was talking about, Kieran, he had bought uh, his motorcycle and we did a commercial for it and I did the color for it. I seen that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's on my YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, we did that, and um, I did the color for it. I did the edit for it. Um, he was the model. Corey, he took some shots, and I took the rest of the, the shots for the video that night. I put it together, did the color, put it out, and that was that. We've just been doing that, and um, we just kind of keep it really safe uh, on set, as safe as possible. But um, we keep it really small, tight groups because it's calmed down now. So we, when it calmed down, we started um, shooting our movie. So we keep it like small groups. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, COVID, you keep it. You make sure the groups are small. Yeah. So like, really makes sense. Anybody who needs to be there is there, and then maybe one extra person, and that's basically it. Like, uh, okay. that's a smart way to go about it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, you have to play it safe nowadays, you know what I mean? Because even with all the, 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 the crazy ideas bouncing back and forth on media, you don't know what's right, what's wrong. So you better right. just play it safe, you know? Yeah, you just play it safe, make sure you practice good hygiene. So I could be a straight online student, but I decided not to go that route. It's because it would be easier to make the connections I need to make if I'm physically there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even doing like freelance work. I would make even more connections than the school connections because I'm physically there. Like I was in photography. I worked for the, I even picked up work study to be on campus for longer to meet more people. And it turns out my boss 
knows the people who shoot Aisha Curry's YouTube channel and they do Audi commercials. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's so random. Just like random things that just line up because you just... Yep. You just put yourself out there. Yeah, you just go for it. And like, I didn't really need... I could have... Um, went over to California and just started doing videos for myself and then went straight into freelancing and that sort of thing. But I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to take a little work study job, even if it's for a few hours, just to be in an environment with some people I didn't know when I got here. You know what I mean? You never know what come of it. And that came of it. So when, you know, California's back up and running, hopefully I get to meet the people in that studio because that's the last conversation we had is me going right. to turn and work with them that'd be sweet right that'd be great so you know you never know and my professor now uh his friend worked on titanic like how random is that mm -hmm. that's crazy that's like that's like literally also part of my top five top five of all time yeah, really nate you're a titanic guy? titanic i cry every time bro i don't it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times I've watched it, I cry every time, bro. Like, you can't, like, how, the fact that she let Jack die, bro, will never, I will never be cool with, with mixed Rose Dawson, bro. Me and Rose don't I don't, I don't think she had a choice. She had a choice. Did you see how big that wooden plank was? She had a choice. <laughs> it's all about There definitely balance. was some room up there. There was definitely some room. Yeah, it was a door, too. It wasn't even a plank. Like, it was a full-fledged one of those doors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's like, y'all could have. She could have at least tried balance, to bro. get up out of that water. Listen, bro. She let Jake. She let my son Jack die, bro. She let my son Jack die. It's okay though. Has, has there been any literature that you've turned to throughout your process that have that has helped you uh, through your journey? I actually, I'm trying to get back into reading now because mm -hmm. I'm really busy, so I wasn't reading as much. But I read a lot. And I listen to a lot of audiobooks. So like every so often, I'll like stop listening to music completely for like 30 days and just listen to the podcast and audiobooks and that's it sheesh no music for 30 days that's steep it's not as hard as you think it's not as hard as you think bro it, and it's not because if it, you really have to look at when you listen to music right mm -hmm. because point a to point b if you drive that's like 10 minutes so 10 minutes you just don't turn on the radio you turn on the podcast and if you're really interested you'll go back to it because you want to finish it exactly you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the thing I miss about uh, pre-COVID days is I would be commuting a lot more. And during right. the commutes, I would always listen to uh, audiobooks or podcasts and, and learn something along my way, you know? Right. I learned a lot about wholesaling real estate because I was at working at UPS and that was the first time I did the 30-day thing. I was working at UPS and I was listening to my music and I was like, this is boring like i listen feels like i listen to the same thing every day for four hours straight i need something else to listen to yeah. you know I mean? like because you know you like you listen to for that but um wholesaling inc is one of them and there's a guy that i follow his name is max maxwell i think that's the name of the podcast i know who max maxwell is yeah so he has a podcast at wholesaling inc just to yeah like what I really was listening to. So that's how I got really deep into wholesaling. And then I would, um, to variation, to variate from that, I got into like personal development 
podcast. Yeah, like self-help stuff. Yeah, and I grew a lot as a person. Bro. You mentioned uh, uh, UPS again recently. You brought that up. On the Journey. On the Journey is a good podcast, too. On the Journey. Yeah, that's a great one, too. But (laughs) I can't can't help but think about um, you saying that how miserable you were in that job, in that UPS job. And there's so many people everywhere who are miserable at their job and uh, they're working at places they don't want to be. How do you, how did you stay positive when you were at UPS and how did you find it in yourself to be like, I'm done here. I'm, I, I gotta get out. Cause that there's a lot of fear that comes with that, like fear of what, of not knowing the uncertainty ahead of, uh, if I quit this job, well, now I don't have a steady income. Where do I go? What do I do? So how did you deal with all of that? Right. So let me paint the picture. <laughs> <laughs> when I started working at UPS, I just got kicked out of school. And I was working on getting into online school for the same thing for sports medicine. Um, <clears throat> I was in Philly had a car. It was a nice car, but it was old, so it cost money for the upkeep. Mm-hmm. Uh, paying insurance, and you know, I had all these bills and stuff like that. And I was like, they were paying me well at the time, right? My hours weren't really great, but at that time, they were giving bonuses if you came on time every day that week, and just all types of. They were just throwing money at you. <laughs> so. Uh, I really held it together because one, my coworkers were great. They were hilarious. I loved them. I didn't like my manager too much, but my coworkers were great, right? Um, and like just hearing people's stories, like one guy, um, few of them, they were full-time. I was part-time. They were full-time. Few of them had been there for like, 30, 40 years. Sheesh. I'm like, well, UPS does pay well. And they pay people who stay there, right? And uh, they have a complete, like, benefits package. It's a good deal if you don't care. I mean, if that's your thing, it's a great, right? It just wasn't my thing. So, you know, it just didn't work for me. But, you know, my coworkers were great. And then um, one of the turning points for me was – One of them, one of the guys that I wasn't really particularly close with came up to me. He's like, yeah, so how long are you staying, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, a year. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm thinking like a year, two tops, right? Like I'm thinking I could muscle through this. And he was like, huh, I said that. I've been here for 10 years already. I was like. Like, like, fly. All of a sudden, you yeah, like a part of me is like ten years later. Yeah, like a part like, of you like, a part of your soul or something. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got like, so scared. Like I was like, oh no, that cannot be me. Yeah, <laughs> that cannot yeah. be. And then, like I said, I started doing the thirty day stretches where I was not listening to any music at all. I was just listening to podcasts about wholesaling and um, self-development stuff. And then, you know, at some point when you get really deep in books, 
books really help because at some point when you get really deep into self-developing and figuring out what you really really want you realize that if you're not happy with, with what you have then this is not what you want you know what i mean like not to say there's some people who just aren't grateful and appreciative of what they have mm-hmm. that could have been way worse for me i could have ended up home you know what i mean but, so like there's a there's something to be said about knowing that this isn't it for me, and I think I I just had to realize that this isn't it. Like it shouldn't yeah. be hard for me. I shouldn't have to talk myself into doing my work. Yeah, I feel that. Like I shouldn't have to negotiate with myself to get things done. It should be reversed. Like I should have to be negotiating with myself to take a break. Like you know what I mean? Like right other way around so me negotiating i just felt like i can't i refuse to see myself blink and be still be here 10 years later as a full-time worker this is not this isn't it i don't know what's it but it's not this like this isn't what this isn't where i started because the life of an athletic trainer isn't glamorous at all but i would probably rather see myself doing that than doing UPS. And I just had to come to that realization that it's either that or the, I either got to focus up and pull myself together and do school or I have to do suck it up with UPS or my other option is to figure out what else is out there. Mm-hmm. I already know what school did, how that ended for me. I already know what's waiting for me if I go back and finish that degree. You know what I mean? I'm looking at a 20 hour week well 20 hours if i'm working a very like in a very structured set but i'm looking at a 40 to 75 hour week if i go back and finish that degree and that's not even counting the overtime you know what i mean the cap for that profession is a hundred thousand dollars you only get that if you work with the pros or in certain states see you in California and I could get 100k but it would take years for me to get to that. Mm-hmm. You, know you have mean? to like build your craft. Right. And that's how many years of 75 hours at least because if you think about an athletic trainer's job I have to be there before every practice I have to work during practice I have to stay after every practice I have to do the paperwork for every athlete that I touch. And then after all of that and then I have to actually help them. Then I have to cover, I have to travel with them. I have to cover um, games. And it's a great job. Like, if I'm working it, I loved it. It's just, it's so taxing. And uh, I remember I was interning, and another turning point for me is I was interning, and one of my uh, superiors was upset because her husband had just came home He's a Marine, and he had just came home, I guess, on leave. And her, the team she was covering went to the playoffs. And you know what happens when you go to the playoffs? You have to travel. Mm-hmm. She had to leave. He just came home from wherever he was deployed at. And she's not with him because she had to go fly off with the team to work for, mm-hmm. like, like, four days out of the week. Like, stuff like that is frustrating. Yes. Yes. But it's also the sacrifice you make. Like certain people who are dedicated to that career field. Right. And you know that that's the sacrifice you have to make. And you have to be okay with it. 
you have to be okay with it. But that's not like I, I'd much rather sacrifice not being around my family to make a movie that they can be proud of after mm -hmm. that we can all watch together being away or sometimes flying my family in to come see me while i'm working on a set for a movie that's yeah, for the set you know what i mean like that's a different type of sacrifice and that's that was one that was more desirable for me so like when people say it comes down to how much you want it it also comes down to the type of sacrifice you're willing to make for it you just have to weigh what you would have to sacrifice and if that's really if the reward really pays for what you're giving up exactly yeah nothing nothing really comes without sacrifice nothing comes without without a little bit of pain but it you just got to ask yourself what do you want to what do you want to go through for this right what kind of pain are you willing exactly you know who uh <laughs> the best bro is uh david goggins i don't know if you know who david goggins is they like list him as like he's supposed to be like the toughest man in the world he um he used to be this dude he worked as a as like a exterminator for mm -hmm. ecolab he was like this big 270 pound dude and then he ended up like switching his life around becoming a marine he became uh the first person to complete uh, army ranger training marine training and air force tactical training he runs like ultra races like races that are like 50 miles plus he ran, runs like Ironman races. Like he did all of this with a hole in his heart. Um, he had like a big ass hole in his heart and he didn't find out till like after doing all these crazy accomplishments. And um, he realized that he had a medical condition that literally was preventing him from doing the things that he did. And then killed all that stuff. He holds the world record for the most um, pull-ups in, the, in, the, in, in one day. He had like 4,000 pull-ups or something like that. That's like, insane. Bro, he's a total he's a total beast, bro. And like when he it talks so many. I think my rap my lats would rip in half if I tried bro, to do that. He tried it three times. He tried it three times and he got it on the third time. The second time he tried it, he had so much lactic acid built up in his forearms and his biceps that they were about to amputate his arms, bro. Jeez. Like he's a beast, bro. He talks about like like you have to understand what your body can go through and then you just have to fight your mind and tell your mind that you're going to do it regardless what your body says. Oh my God, it's so much of a, everything is so much of a mind game. Bro, it is, it Every, is. Everything is so much in your head and your mind is a, and people don't understand how powerful your mind is. It will play tricks on you because you're scared. Yep, right? fear, is, fear is a crazy drug. Right. It's, a crazy drug. it's scary, so I'm just gonna tell you, you can't do it. You know what I mean? I'm just going to give you all the excuses in the world of why you can't do this because we've never done this before, so we don't know how this is going to turn out. You know what I mean? It's crazy, insane. You'll tell yourself all types of crazy things of why you can't do something. And it's just, it's in your head, which is why it's important for to have the right people around you as well. Absolutely. You need the subconscious. Yeah, you need, you need people to debunk that. Like, what do you mean you can't? Yeah, you bro. Do you know who you are? Like, you're bugging. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? We did yeah, You can do that because we did this. Easy, <laughs> bro. Close enough. You know what I mean? Like, you just need that, like. It's just, it's just so crazy. You need to, like, take the film off of your eyes and see what you've actually done already. It's one of the reasons I went skydiving. 
You think I should scare myself out of anything else? No. <laughs> I just, oh, you know what? Uh, I jumped out of a plane. Yeah, that's aggressive. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, just, <laughs> I jumped out of a plane. I can get in front of these 20 some, people and give, a, and give a talk. Hey, it's no big deal. I jumped out of a plane and recorded it. I can right. talk to these people. You know yeah. what I mean? I can make this video. I can shoot this video. I don't care what it is. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. I, like you need that. Sometimes some people need that. And that's not even why I did it when I did it. I did it because I wanted to. But after having done it, now it's like, you think something, like anything smaller than a plane is really not going to scare me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get a little anxious, but as far as like legit scare me into not doing it, it's not much. Like, you jumped out of a plane, you got this. Right, like you got this. The first cue of fear is when you're going up. And then the second cue is when they open the door and, you, and then you realize like, oh shit, I've never been in a plane. It's about happen. Like, oh my God, I'm legit about to jump out of a plane right now. You know, I might actually go skydiving now. You know what I mean? Like, That's kind of crazy, but I might, I might do that thing, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The second cue is I've never been, like, I've never been in a plane with the door open. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? You know what I mean? So, it's, it's, it's different. And then it teaches you a lot about fear. To speak on to the fear, but in the ma- in the mental, I just finished listening to the audio book for um the laws of attraction, yeah. And they like it's like the they talk about um when it comes to fear, you have to like eliminate fear out of your life because if you're like a spiritual or religious person, they say that the, you you believe in fear, it means you believe in the existence of more than two powers. Like if you only believe in one power, then the 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 existence of fear won't mean anything to you. Because you believe in all the things that are good, all the things that are positive, and these things will happen because you only believe in the good power. You don't believe in fear. And anything that you fear, the best way to get over those fears is to go right up to it and stare it in the face. And it, and it, and it makes an analogy to a lion. They're like, if you're, alert, if you're scared of lions, then one day get out of your bed and just go find a lion and stare it right in the face. And that's just, just acting and your fear will disappear. Because at the end of the day, the lion is only going to charge you because it's scared and it's trying to intimidate you. But if you sit there and you stare this lion down in its face, fear is gone. You know, and that book like really put things into perspective. And it's almost like, like just speaking back to books, like they ripped the film off your eyes. Just even if you don't have the opportunity to go through the physical, you know, obstacles of like jumping out of a plane, like read a book about self-development and it really like puts things into perspective in a different way for you. And it's kind of crazy. Somebody said it uh like literally they hide the answers to life in like in a plain view and they're all in books. Dude, I feel that every book I read has like it seems like there's always some universal basic message and nope. like you could you could find connections between all of them and it it's like a like connecting the dots like and you, mm-hmm. you could connect them and it w- and it would form this picture in your mind and it's and you see it and then it's like oh my god like duh this makes so much sense everyone's been saying it it was in the bible it was in the seven spiritual laws of success it was in uh the four agreements it was in the torah like you just see all these books that are so different but say the same thing right. and you're like and then it clicks right not to mention a lot of these books are way more like accessible than people think like 
especially with technology, because the way, all right, so when I was uh, studying for my test, I realized that I'm an audio learner. That's the best way that I take mm-hmm. information is by listening, not necessarily reading. I can still get it, but it'll just be slower. I mean, it'll be slower um, unless I read it out loud, then I'll get it like that. But it's like, um, yeah, listening works for me. You have to figure out what works. And there's a lot of books that are for free on YouTube. Like, I listened to The Alchemist twice on YouTube. Seven Spiritual Laws. It's on YouTube. I listen to it. <laughs> like, uh, YouTube, is, YouTube is GOAT. YouTube is the GOAT. Think and Grow Rich. I listen to it on YouTube. It's like 10 hours. Yeah, like. I don't necessarily believe in the laws of attract or the law of attraction, but I believe I I love the, the message it sends. Like I don't think it's like a magnet where you start thinking thinking something and then all of a sudden it it comes bro. towards you. It's so much bro. more than than Nah, that. bro. I'm no. telling it's something there. It's something like, there. Well, I think it I think it's because when you when you when you pursue something like that as like the thing in grow rich it says like drop everything you're doing if you're in school and you want to be a videographer quit school and put all your marbles into this basket and go after it full-heartedly and i think when you do that things start to open up like for nate does that not play into the law of attraction though like you focus all your energy your mentalness onto this one thing just by the law of attraction it's going to come to you I think what people are missing to step in that, because I believe in the law and attraction, but I don't believe in it by itself. You know, mm-hmm, what I mean? yeah. thinking it is not going to get it here. It might present the opportunity, but I also have to make the decision and complement it with the action. Exactly. You know yep. I mean? Me thinking it will just get get the opportunity here. Mm-hmm. I have to do the action to actually get it. Yeah, right? I think that's the issue: is that some people or the book might be interpreted for some people that I just need to think this way and then things will happen. But there's that, like you said, everything requires action. Right. Like, like you just said, the example you just said, I want to be a videographer. So I'm going to drop everything and go do that. The dropping everything is the important part. Mm-hmm. I mean, thought is a good first step, but you have to do the action. You have to just decide what you're going to do and how you're going to do that. I got it. I got that from Will Smith. Now, anybody who knows me, knows i love the way will smith's mind works right so you can say what you want about him as a person but like just like the energy and the stuff that he puts out there and just super way, positive super positive it's always about hard work and determination and kevin hart too they give the same type of energy like i, I love it so it's like you just have to decide what you're going to do you have to make the decision, and that's the first step. And then you have to just go do it. Like, yep. opportunities will, will come once you make the decision. It's like you go look at a car, like your car shopping, and now all of a sudden you go look at a car, and now you see the car everywhere. It's not yep. the, yep. the car hasn't been there the whole time. It's just now you see it. Yep, yep, yep. Like, yep. now you see it. Like, when I got my car, I swear to you I've never seen this car on the road before. And then when I actually went and bought the car, now I (laughs) like it's in different colors, but I didn't even know this car existed until I was like, I want that one. You know what I mean? Like, 
it's almost like I feel like it's almost the same way how like social media marketing works. Like you reach, like you look something up on your browser and, and like in like on Google and like your phone will recognize it and now it starts like throwing little hints at you on social media, throwing right. little hints at you in advertisements, and it's just like that's how life works. Right. Think about something and your brain kind of unlocks something and it now starts to advertise that thing to you. And like you see it all the time, you think about it, you're reading about it, and you're like, damn, there's so many this this has been around me this whole time and I don't see it. No, your brain has just like blocked it because you weren't interested in it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now that you you want this thing or you're interested in this thing or this thing is around you, yeah. you now have opened this different type of vision and you see what you actually want to see now. For exactly. sure. And it's like with that kind of perspective, it's like sometimes I don't understand how people can't like see outside of the world that they live in it's just like you need to understand that the same way that this works the same thing that everything else works just because you can't see something right now is because you're just not paying attention to it yeah it doesn't mean it's not bad like, exactly like you people know. say oh there's only bad in the world because that's all you think about bro that's all, you, yeah. that's all you think about so that's all you're gonna see yep or just like the whole you know i'm not even trying to get into this argument but you know <laughs> the whole like Niggas ain't shit. Bitches all hoes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all you go after. That's all you. That's all you talk about. So that's all you see. You, you, know, know. you don't see the good guys. You don't see the good girls and stuff like that. Why? Because you're not paying attention. You say you want it, but you're just pointing out bad. Yep. And so, you, you're attracting that to yourself every time you put those words out there. Right. Now, that's not to mention, you know, once you do self-development, of course you're going to attract good and bad because everybody wants a piece of it. Mm-hmm. But if you on that, if you're uh, trying to make yourself better, then better will come to you. Like, and that's in everything. Like, I'm going to give you like a perfect example to the law of attraction, bro. Last night, like yesterday, I was, uh, I picked up a shift um, to work yesterday, mad randomly. And like, I usually use my Saturdays to run my errands and like grab all the stuff that I need for like the week and like get things out of the way. So then I was saying like, all right, I worked from 12, I worked from 12 PM to 12 a.m. Um, to 8 AM. So I was like, I'm gonna get off in time. I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna go to the store that I always go to and I'm gonna get this cold pressed um, black seed oil. And like, I spent all week thinking about this black seed oil. I'm like, yo bro, I gotta get this black seed oil. I gotta get this black seed oil. I haven't had some in like a month. I need to get it. So, we end up staying late because our last call dragged out and then we didn't, I didn't get off to like nine 30. So the, the store closes. So I'm like, damn, I'm getting off late. I was fasting all day. So I wanted to break my fast with a specific type of meal. And I wasn't able to get that meal because the spot that I wanted to go to is now closed. Cause I got off late. So I'm like, all right, damn, whatever. So I take the bus home the 17 and I get off on empire and Utica. And I'm like, you know what, instead of taking the 17 to the last stop and just jumping on the 46 at like the stop that I usually jump on, I'm going to get off this place right here and walk down to where I would usually, you know, go. I'm walking down and then I walk, I walk past this herbalist store and the store was supposed to be closed an hour ago, but they stayed open because like they were like, had friends there. Owner had his friends there. They were vibing out, chilling. So I'm like, are y'all still open? They're like, yeah, come in, come in, go in there. I find my, my black seed oil. I -hmm. also found some spelt bread. I also got some uh, black soap that I was, that I needed. And I was like, all right, damn, this walk has been, it seemed, you know, pretty dope. So I keep walking now. And I'm like, all right, let's see what else I can find. I find this Jamaican juice bar that's selling like vegan, um, that's selling vegan patties or they had like Aki patties. So I go in there and I get like two Aki patties and I'm like lit. And these patties were fire, bro. Like fire. 
You know what I'm saying? Now I walk, I'm like, all right, damn, my luck is, is pretty dope. Let me keep walking. Walk now. I, I missed one bus while I was walking. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Maybe I wasn't supposed to get that bus. Get to the bus stop now. Jump on the bus. There was one guy on the bus. He gets off the bus. So it's not me and just the bus driver. We go all the way from Utica, Eastern Parkway, from my stop, all from where I got on all the way to my stop, never stopped to pick anybody up, never did anything. The bus driver just went straight from where she picked me up, straight to my house. And that was just like me feeding. I felt like that was just me putting the energy out there. Like all day, all week, I've been saying, I need this cold, this, um, this black seed oil, got the black seed oil. I was feeding to get this vegan food that I was looking for all day. I didn't get the same vegan food, but I got something as good, equal to it. And I was like tight because I got off of work. I was not tight, but I was like, all right, there's a reason I had to stay at work later. Got off later. And then the bus that was that I got on took me straight from where I was all the way home. And I could have stayed on the original bus and got off at the last stop. And then I would have never got all these blessings. But something told me to get off the bus and I made my way down just to walk those extra time and get some breathing in. And I found everything that I needed within like a good 10 minute walk. It is funny how sometimes the universe just... Things come together. It just rains on you, bro. Yeah. Sometimes. You know, and like I was just like everything that kept happening. I was like, "Yo, damn, this is a blessing." And then I find the other store. I'm like, "Damn, this is dope." And then I found the other the bus, and I was like, "Nah, what's going on? Like, <laughs> somebody loves me tonight. <laughs> like, this is so in love. Like, I'm. I just, I just went home, and the end of the day, just had like the biggest smile on my face. Like, 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 home, like, how do you like? And I feel like a normal person. Or like people who are unable to see what happened would just go through their regular day and be like, all right, damn, this store just so happened to be open lit. Or they'd be like, all right, they'll just walk past the, the Jamaican spot and never even decide to go in and see if they have like food options that they would like. They would just think like the night is over and just go straight home. And I was like, I feel like the universe is going to provide for me. So let me take this walk. Took the walk. And and I, you were open-minded and things came together. It's 10.30 at night on like a Saturday. So I'm thinking everything on the strip is done, but nope. Nate and I, and the podcast in general, we have uh, questions we like to ask every single person. And uh, basically, as we said before we started recording, uh, the profession you choose to undertake and the way you're brought up can influence how you uh, perceive happiness and how you define it. So, uh, how would you coming from the, where you've come from and pursuing what you're pursuing, how do you define happiness and, uh, how do you find that in your daily life? Um, <laughs> like just being peaceful within yourself in your own space. And then it bleeds into other things. So, like, think about it. If I'm doing what I love to do, I'm not going to enjoy it as much if I'm already agitated when I started doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's, you know, if, if uh, yeah, just being peaceful and happy within yourself in your own space with what you're doing right now. That's why, uh, you know, if you are single, it's it's important, or even if you're not, it's important to find that for yourself, within yourself, and then somebody else can add to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you have somebody else, they'll add to it so that um, it's not uh, attached to anyone but you. So that if um, if something doesn't go right, 
you can still find your own peace because you found it before you had that thing. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like being peaceful and uh, and happy within yourself through like however you want to do it. If you do it, if you're religious, do it through prayer. If you're more spiritual, meditation. And there's lots of resources and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like just being peaceful and happy within yourself and finding your true passion. And with those two things, you'll get far as far as uh, the energy you put out and what you receive back. I feel mm. like it's super important. And um, just being mindful of the energy around you as well. Like the people around you should be trying to do not exactly what you're doing, but progressive. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect to be progressive if you're uh, around passive people 24-7. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, you can. Not to say you can't, okay? It takes a lot of willpower. It takes a lot of energy to be different than your main... Yeah, like, a lot. And from the outside looking in, you look like the rest. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you look like the group. You look like part of the group. So you would really have to like single yourself out from your friends. And those are your friends. You kind of don't want to do that, but you got to do what's best for you. That's, that's really what I would say. Do what's best for you. Not be selfish. <laughs> do what's best for you. Because there's a... There's a fine medium, yeah. <laughs> it's very different. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying always look out for number one type of thing, but no, if, uh, if this is a not a beneficial relationship on both sides, then maybe you should. Uh, it's a relationship you shouldn't have. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have it. Maybe you need to look into whether you should really have it. It's not as much as you're serving it. And how, so how do you, the next one we would ask is, uh, how do you define success for you? Is it, is it money or is it happiness or is it, uh, you know, being able to support a family and how do you define that? Uh, I feel like it's a uh, very success is very individual, right? So I could think success is a hundred thousand dollars. Jeff Bezos, that's a failure. <laughs> that <what> I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, so I feel like it's the full package. It's, uh, the money, the happiness, the love, the peace. Oh, I like that. You said, you mentioned love. I feel like that's it. The money, the happiness, the love, the peace, the freedom, uh, to just do what I want, like (laughs) do what I want when I want to do. You know what I mean? Uh, you just hit like um, a point that they said in the book uh, Law of Attraction, the full the full square of life. It's wealth, health, love, and free self-expression. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the money, the peace, the love, the happiness, the um, the health. Um, I'm big into health. You know, you can't study health. health. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. You get guilty when you do certain things now. It's like <laughs> I get super guilty if I do something wrong too many times. Yeah. So especially if you're into that like 
if you have a background of being an athlete, like not working out for a stretch of time, you feel super guilty about that. You literally yeah. feel like a blob, bro. Yeah, like, and you to regular people, you're like, you're fine. It's like I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, bros. Since these gyms opened back up, I've been feeling like I feel like myself again. When the gym was closed, I was like, all right, I gotta go running. I gotta find something to do. I gotta do some push ups. Like, find something to work out, break yeah. a sweat, something. So yeah, it's it's the full package is a success for me. It's not one thing. It's all of the. That's why I do so much at once. I work on my career and I work on myself and I make sure that I have multiple streams of income on the work in the works because. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no intention. And like I said, uh, it's the self-love as much as it is romantic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you have to love yourself before you can love another. Mm-hmm. Love yourself before another can know how to love you properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you, you need all those things to find happiness. So it all, and I feel like if I find true happiness, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but, and, you know, easy going the whole time but hey like that's success to me all the parts yeah well i love that answer and uh we appreciate you coming up on here and talking with us and and share your background and your story Um, how, how can we find you how can we keep up with the work you're doing okay so I have two Instagrams. I'll just give you guys both. So uh, <laughs> my personal Instagram is she's not golden with three ends at the end. And that's my personal Instagram. Um, my business Instagram where I'll be posting like my actual work more often is a uh, views of gold dot ENT. Uh, in the bio of both you'll find like a link tree link and this in that link is my website, my YouTube. Um, I also trade. So it's like stuff about like a little video about trading. All that stuff is in the same spot. Um, my website is views of gold, ent.com. And my YouTube channel is a uh, lifestyle of gold TV. But yeah, like I said, if you just follow me on my Instagram and you go in the link, everything pops up. That's what's up, son. I'm getting a Tyler Perry Studios vibes happening right now, so I see that for the future. It's happening. It's happening. The people at home, they need something to watch. And we have nothing to give them. So we got to figure something out. Exactly. Right. It's the best time to get into everything, too. Videography, all that, because people just need things to do and watch. Right. I think this whole thing is you know, I'm sorry to everybody who lost their lives and lost loved ones and got sick and everything, but everybody who made it kind of through, because we're not done yet, but <laughs> uh, if you use the time right, it's a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. Definitely. Like everybody had time to sit with themselves and either personally grow or do that project that you've been putting off because you didn't have time or find your passion because you didn't know before you didn't have time to just start trying things and you got time now or just rest some people just need to rest they're doing what makes them happy to this point but they just needed to rest and time is so precious so precious and i feel like a lot of people realize that now or to just realize how much they took it for granted because 
even parents who had their kids home. You know what I mean? Or like kids who had their parents home. You know what I mean? Because your parent probably works their ass off for you. And you don't see them as much as you would like to because they're working to make sure that you're good. And now they don't have to go to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you get that attention. everywhere. Right. So it's just like, you just got to see them. Small blessings everywhere. Yep. Like, yeah, you know, you might have fell into some financial hardship here and there, but you might have found peace.